We are back again. It is a week 12 slate. Garrett, Thomas, do you realize there is not one, not two, but three weeks left of the regular season? And then we are in the fantasy football playoffs. So it's do or die time. Of course, we are the DFS Army fantasy football show talking about our favorite flex plays on the week. Hit us up with your start sick questions. It's so important. Garrett, how you doing? How's your Thanksgiving, man? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm happy to be here, man. Um, you know, we're getting the Christmas decorations up. You know, you gotta gotta force the wife. She's a she's a Halloween person, so she gets oh, all yeah. she gets super, super into Halloween. Then you know, Christmas comes and she's turning into the Grinch. I'm like, you gotta you gotta you gotta decorate the house for the the I'll help you, of course. You gotta help us decorate the the house for Christmas. So we're doing good. Uh football's good. Um, I took down a uh, a single entry tournament on uh, DraftKings last week. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Late swap on to Pollard and to uh, mm. Dallas D. So this is obviously week eleven, not the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, no clue that was gonna work out, but I think that combo <laughs> was like fifty something points on on DraftKings. So took that down. It was a good feeling. Um, so I'm feeling good. Um, hopefully gonna finish this season good. Um, if I don't do well in the playoffs, it's always DFS and degen status. So we can always hey, so so with that. DFSarmy.com. Not sure if you've ever heard of it, Garrett. It's a great website. Go check it out, ladies and gentlemen. There's a ton of free content out up there. There's oh. articles from myself. There's articles from Garrett. There is weekly free tournament strategy lineups. Like, there's so much content out there. And we actually have a promotion right now for our VIP members where all you got to do is just, just post your, your winnings mm-hmm. at DFS Army on social media. And we're giving away free swag. We're giving away free months memberships. And if you're new to the DFS DFS game, if you're out of it, three weeks left in the season, pretty much Thanksgiving is like that that Mendoza line where you're either in or you're out of the playoffs. If you're in the hunt, fantastic. That's why we're here. If you're out and you want to try DFS and you're, you're kind of new to the game, dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. Follow the instructions and you can get a free month of DFS Army VIP membership getting all our content, getting the Shark Chronicles, baby. That, that, that's the that's big, the big one. one. It's uh, DFS. Uh, speci- specifically, I think that was DraftKings' uh, specific strategy. But it's it's ha- it's teaching you guys how to take down tournaments, teaching the people to fish, as it were. But listen, hey, we're not here to talk about DFS. We're here to talk about our season-long leagues. Uh-huh. Garrett, we got a, actually a lot of good players. Sometimes it's like you, you, you're going through and it's like, ah, this is nasty. This is stinky. This is disgusting. Yeah. And this week, we actually have a decent slate of players. So give me your number one flex play on the week, brother. Yeah, man. I, I think it's pretty consensus. A lot of people, not consensus, probably not the word, but a lot of people are, are very high on him. And I think that's the consensus. And that's Samaj P. Ryan for Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he's facing the, the Tennessee Titans this week. Joe Mixon, the normal starter. He continues to be within the concussion protocol, and he's definitely going to miss this week. He had three wow. touchdowns. Yeah, he's totally out. Three touchdowns last week for P. Ryan uh, against Pittsburgh. That's not something I, I'm, I'm chasing this week. Obviously, the opportunity is better. Um, so I wouldn't chase that kind of upside. But we have seen uh, decent performances in P. Ryan with Mixon involved. And, you know, a few times when Mixon's been out and he's been the guy. Um, I can't lie to you, Shane. He's facing a really tough Tennessee run defense. So I, I do have some hesitancy here to some degree. 
Um, especially uh, this tight defense against the run is doing well. You got to beat him in the past, but P. Ryan has shown that he can get things done in the air. So, I mean, all three touchdowns last week in the air. So uh, he can definitely overcome that. I believe, obviously, the Bengals' offense is they can overcome any defense if they so choose. So I expect a middling to kind of low end RB2 performance from, from P. Ryan with uh, a small chance of upside, but. I mean, definitely a guy you can just simply plug and play if you're desperate, especially these 12-team leagues. Um, if he somehow is available in the 12-team, you know, snap or uh, snag him up and and absolutely start him as a, as a flex or your second flex. And, I mean, for some teams, you got you got strong wide receivers and one really strong running back. He's a good RB2 in that scenario. Yeah, I, I would definitely lean more towards P. Ryan in your half point to full PPR type leagues. Uh, I agree with that. One of the reasons that Joe Mixon was being drafted definitively in the first round of drafts this year was because of the presence of Samaj P. Ryan in the passing game. It, like Joe is clearly a three down back, but yet for whatever reason, Cincinnati doesn't love to use him there because the pass blocking. Mm-hmm. We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. Listen, this, is, this analysis has been beaten to death, but we saw it last year in the Super Bowl where last drive of the game it wasn't joe mixon in in the lineup it was samaji p ryan why because he's good at pass uh, catching the ball and he's good at pass protection so how are they going to beat tennessee like you know tennessee is going to want to grind them they're dead last in the league tennessee is in terms of uh, snaps per game at 51 they want to slow the game down but samaji p ryan Chances are he's going to get a three down roll. Chris Evans will have a bit of a bit, bit of a roll as well. But I think Samaj P. Ryan's probably going to get what 70% of the opportunity share in the running back position. And what adds a little bit of a wrinkle in this is that it sounds like Jamar Chase, well, he's going to be a true game time, but it sounds mm-hmm. like he's he's trying to play, which is great for the Bengals. May take a little bit of luster off Samaj P. Ryan, but listen, man, especially in like your in DFS contest, I guess he's going to be pretty damn shocky especially yeah, right. in, in DraftKings type subs. But listen, you can't really go wrong with, with the P-Ride, man. I mean, you could, but... <laughs> you definitely could, but no, I, I, I hear you there. Um, let's see. I'm looking up his DraftKings price and, and stuff like that. But no, he, he's, uh, he's definitely going to be a guy that... It's one of those things. You're going to be stupid not to play him. And then, of course, if he fails, it's, you know, well, the Titans are really good defense. Obvious. Of course, yeah. you know, I play that. You know, like, so... This is a this is a hold your nose kind of matchup scenario, but you, you trust the volume and the opportunity, and P. Ride's kind of gotten it done in the past. Not, yeah. not elite that last week was his best week, but there's been 15 point games from half PPR that he's gotten with Joe Mixon without Joe Mixon. So there you go. All right, before I give into mine, let's talk about Bali. Bali, thanks for joining us, brother. He needs a flex. He's got Curtis Samuel, Elijah Mitchell. I'm assuming that's Elijah Mitchell, Kyron Williams. And Drake London half PPR. This one's easy for me, but really it's between Drake and Curtis Samuel, right? Like that's that's the conversation. Um, so spoiler alert, Bali. <laughs> we were talking before that before before we went live. I'm like, man, I'm really being getting gravitated towards this Washington Atlanta game. Like it's just yeah. a game that like this skill position player, like that skill position player. Um I'm leaning Drake London here over, over Curtis Samuel. I think that's the right play simply because consolidated target share. What Washington is actually good at stopping is the run. So you can see maybe, assuming that uh, you actually have some reasonable quarterback play, but I could see um, Drake London getting some targets, at least north of 25% target share, probably closer to 30% target share. He's going to get a couple red zone looks. 
I, I like Drake London half point, especially you're, you're banging on that touchdown. That's how I lean. What about you, man? I, I'm with the London side and uh, you heard me. I, I kind of defended some Curtis Samuel um, potential usage. Um, so if you mm-hmm. are kind of, let's just say between these other three guys, I'm probably going to go Curtis Samuel. Um, obviously London's in this, in this group of four and that's, that's going to be the guy, right? Kyle Pitts is gone. I mean, you're, you're seeing, going to see consolidated targets, even though it's going to be three to, to, to five targets, you know, that could be a couple goal line scores. That could be this, you know, that could be, you know, a little, uh, in route that somebody misses a, a tackle and he takes it to the house. So it'll be interesting. easy peasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't overthink it. Look, I, I, I just, I still. I still don't trust Curtis Samuel week in, week out based on the usage. And and yeah, you can argue Drake London is, is TD dependent, but at least he's starting to get those targets in the end zone and no Kyle Pitts. Not that Kyle Pitts was really a huge fantasy factor, but he was somebody that defenses had to account for. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he gone. Okay. We got another one from Andrew saying he's not sure about P. Ryan. Evans and Williams are going to get snaps. Yes. No, you're right. Listen. They're going to get snaps, but who's the most trusted back in this offense right now? It's clearly Samaj P. Ryan, right? Otherwise, Chris Evans would have been eating into the target share to begin or that opportunity share to begin with. So it's when you look at the top running backs in the game, you know, the Joe Mixons type players, like these guys dominate the opportunity share. But when they're out, yes, obviously it's going to be more of a timeshare. P. Ryan isn't Joe Mixon. But who does he? Who does the coaching staff trust the most? It's going to be Samaj P. Ryan, and, yeah. and look, it's a flex play. If he was a de facto locked and loaded play, we probably wouldn't be talking about him here. But he's a flex yeah. play. He's, he's somebody that, because of the injury, we have to decide: Are we starting this guy in our lineup? Do we trust him in our lineup? And both Garrett and I say, yeah, I think we can trust him yeah. going this uh, week in our lineup. But no, absolutely, Andrew. There's listen, trusting Samaj P. Ryan. What could possibly go wrong? But what could go right, baby? What could go right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, okay. I, I agree with a lot of that. I agree with a lot of that. And, you know, the thing about Williams is, I mean, like, there's not done anything to make me think he's going to take a, a huge share. Uh, same with Evans, right? I mean, Evans, uh, his he's had one, three, five, five, four, one percent target shares. And in the games he's appeared, there's some absolute goose eggs in between there. So, I mean, in DFS, yeah. I mean, is it an opportunity to fade? Sure, right? You got a bad matchup. I think I think that's where you you kind of attack your skepticism, Andrew. But in a season long scenario, I think that you know P Ryan's going to be a guy that's going to get work. I think it's pretty locked. He gets eight to ten. I think you're going to get you know an upside of anywhere between fifteen to to sixteen, seventeen. So, I mean, if that happens, who knows? So, um, I mean, nine to ten touches though, that's enough for me to, to consider a flex flex play in this kind of uh, game. Fair enough. All right, Bali, I see your question, but I'm going to get to my first flex play before we get to that. So it's time, brother. It's time. Listen, okay, 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 okay. We got to break this out. We got to break this out because finally our guy is getting the opportunity to start, and that is Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Garrett, it's time. It's time for the dance party, baby. We're getting we got to have the white people That's the thing. You have to be careful. You have to be careful with clever editing because the internet can be punishing. So yeah, I got make sure you always when to say it's it's Rashad White season, not just White season, Rashad White season. Be very careful, Garrett. Okay, be very careful. But listen, okay. So first of all, all things being equal, 
if Rashad White was an average running back, this would be a fantastic matchup going up against Cleveland. Right now, Cleveland ranks 29th worst against running backs. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. What I like about Tampa in general is they, they're starting. It feels like it. They're starting to get their momentum again going into December, which it's Tom Brady season, baby, in December. And Cleveland team right now, they do not look good. I mean, they were trying to they were trying to hold their own to see if they could be in contention before Deshaun Watson comes back. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But the thing I like the most about Rashad White is just the fact that when you look at his rookie profile, Garrett, the man was an elite pass catching running back. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that that's Tom Brady's bread and butter at this stage of his career, frankly, for a long stage. But okay. So first of all, who did he best compare? Who is he most comparable to? Of course, our favorite data site, playerprofiler.com. It's David Johnson, David Johnson. Okay. Hopefully also in a, a young David, again, not the old <laughs> crusty washed up. Thank you. Thank you, Garrett. Like, listen, gotta, Brandon gotta... comes on the show and Brandon's always throwing wet blanket takes. Mike's coming on the show. Wet blanket takes. I figured for once, at least I'm going to get one positive guy. No, you always got to show, throw a little bit of water on it, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. He has an elite college uh, target share with an 18.9%, which is an, uh, which is a 98th percentile in his final season as senior senior. He had, 43 receptions for 456 yards, tied to his thousand rush yards, and he had a total of 15 touchdowns. The man was living out of his car for one stage of his career, and he's all he's done is worked up. He's been the underdog. He finally goes, he gets drafted in the NFL, and this is the opportunity. Look, I love Leonard Fournette, but he's out. He's not there, and he's getting a little bit old. So I could see right now, Rashad White, if you have him on your team, you're starting him this week with confidence. Yes. With confidence. And I would argue that even if Leonard Fournette comes back, he's going to be a, a weekly flex play discussion every single week. And listen, we already know, Garrett, that the Bucks hate Keyshawn Vaughn. They hate him. He's yeah. no good. He's not good. So yes, is Keyshawn Vaughn going to get some touches? Yes, he's going to get some touches. Okay. They're not going to give 100% opportunity to, Keish- to, to Rashad White. But, man, this is a week. It's time, baby. What do you say? Yeah, I, I, I like this is locked and loaded for me. Yes. Um, this is uh, Andrew was a little skeptical about P Ryan. This is kind of the opposite of what we were talking about. Where this is like you're, you're almost not dumb not to play him, but you're almost dumb not to play him. Not but to, yeah, don't be dumb. Um, so I, especially in a season long scenario, I have him in a team. I snatched him up, um, mm. and I am mm. starting. I started him over Swift. And I'm starting him over Harris because obviously Harris has not been great, but Harris really saw a snapshot snap count really come up and Jalen Warren saw a lot of usage go down. So he's trending Mm -hmm. up, but despite that uptrend, I'm sticking with Rashad white and and the unknown. Um, I had a buddy of mine ask me a question. I think it was obviously Jamal Williams had a decent game. Uh, He scored a touchdown, but I think that's kind of, where it stopped, if I remember correctly, on Thanksgiving. But there was another guy mixed in there that wasn't anywhere close to Rashad White. It was I was choosing Rashad White in that upside, um, and that was before hmm. Fournette was ruled out. Right? This was yeah. They were talking about oh, this is going to be hot hand, and even then, I was like, all right, I'm still starting him over. Um, you know those guys, and, and now he's out. Like, dude, line me up. I'll take some every time. Hi, Bali. This is a good question because it's timely. Would you play P. Ryan over Rashad White or James Conner? The answer for me is no. 
Now, in, in that case, you, you're playing Rashad White. You're playing James Conner. Um, the matchup is better. I like the player better. The talent is better. Opportunity is better. Everything about Rashad White is better than Samaj P. Ryan, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And James Conner, you can't sit at this point, right? I mean, I agree with that. I was going to say, that's, that's the, I probably would play Conner over white but that's that's literally only because we're over here saying Rashad White's gonna be amazing gonna be this whereas like Connor's obviously the guy he's obviously getting more work they cut you know Benjamin like that guy's a locked in the I started Connor in fact over um Daniel Jones in my super flex league this this week kind of sort of because that's how much usage he's getting compared to you know even a quarterback that runs so yeah well, I mean, James Conner going up against the Chargers has it's the 28th best matchup. So, like, you you're not sitting James Conner at this point. You're just not going to do it. Okay, yeah. Bolly, before you get or uh, Garrett, before you get to your next one, Bolly's got one last question: he, yeah. he, defense or Washington defense? This one's interesting. So the Eagles are playing. I believe they're playing. Uh, I should know this. I have not done Green that. Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. Okay. Man. I'm I'm very tempted to play the Eagles defense going up against Green Bay right now, um, over over Washington. Washington looks good, although you know what? No, I take it back. I take it back. I like this game, the the Washington um, game because I think it's going to be a little bit sloppy. It's going to be high scoring, but there's going to be turnovers, man. And Washington defense, like they're rolling right now. If if Washington has a hope of making the playoffs, it's going to be off the backs of their defense. But I. Although the ugh, man, this is tough. Damn it, this is a tough one. Here's the here's the breaker right here. In their yeah. last three games, the Eagles have averaged seven point three fantasy points per game, and the Commanders obviously had a big week last week. Yeah. They're averaging the second best in that time frame, which is thirteen fantasy points per game. You have a very low but low low over under um, forty and a half points for Washington. Um, I, for me, I'm chasing the opportunity of turnovers which yeah. is in that that Falcons game. I think, obviously, Green Bay's not been great, but they're playing better, and Rodgers is protecting the ball a little bit better. They're not turning the ball over as much. I, I, I think I'm, I'm chasing the Washington defense myself. Yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, Marcus Mariota has actually done a reasonable job of protecting the ball. He had... He didn't throw an interception last week. Week before that against Carolina, he had one. He had two against... Actually, it looks like the two games against Carolina, he had three total interceptions. Um, I, I could see Washington getting to him this week. So, yeah, you know what? As we've thought about it, as, we, as we've, this is why we got to go through the process. We got to go through the process. My initial gut was Washington. Let's stick with Washington. You got the data to back it up. Let's roll with it. Okay, we got breathing fantasy football, literally. I don't know how you literally breathe fantasy football, but any Mike White love, I don't know, in like, GPP type tournaments. Maybe you want to take a shot. You, you know, you stack them with uh, Michael Carter and Garrett Wilson, like just some cockamamie type lineup. But to me, I wouldn't trust Rashad White or excuse me, Mike White. Would you? Um, Very, very GPP only. Um, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't put him in a GPP with a thousand people. Probably um, it's going to have to be a larger, larger GPP. Um, I mean, he's, he has upside. Uh, he's got five starts in the last two years and, is one of those starts where he scored 28 points uh, in his game. So, I mean, like, things can happen. They have weapons. Corey, uh, or Corey Davis is back, I believe, this week. And then they have Moore, um, and they have uh, Garrett Wilson as well. Those are guys. Wait, hold on. Who? Elijah Moore? Who's that? I, yeah. 
Does Which he is, still I was, is he still I was a highlighting him, man. But then I yeah. saw the, the Corey Davis was coming back and I, I tapered that. So um, uh, the thing too is like the Chicago team has a solid defense. The Chicago defense is actually very, very good. So, oh, I love that Darth Vader helmet, man. I just noticed that. That's sick. Oh, really? I, I, That's I so that. sick, dude. Love I it. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Love it. Um, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play Mike White unless I'm absolutely desperate. I mean, listen, what, what about like a super flex league, like a 12 person super flex league? Would you consider Mike White? 12 team super league. Would I, which consider- means you're starting 24, starting 24. Is he yeah. a top 24 quarterback? I think the 12 team, there's a good opportunity that you have a safer player on your bench to yeah. start. Um, like I just said, I mean, mine's a 10 team, 10 team super flex. And I went, I went Connor over. Daniel Jones, and obviously that's my third best running back, if that's the case. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think I think I would if I really, yeah. really, really didn't trust who I had on my bench or could find on waivers. Um, he is a quarterback. He's going to have the ball. You know how that works. So, I mean, it can yeah. work out. And uh, the Bears are bad. That's, that's why I could say hold your nose and do it if you, you really don't see anybody that stands out to you. But it's not my – initial oh, I'm a playing super flex even and that's hard to say for a quarterback sometimes Russell right, Wilson so, will start over him <laughs> yes skinny or double sacks so cheap I mean he's he's definitely cheap cheap okay would you start so I guess this is a question would you start Russell Wilson over white yes I would I would start Russell Wilson over white I I hate it I just I I hate it um but I like so, it could suck and he could just get pinched <laughs> like this, when when someone gets announced as a backup quarterback now starting yeah. and he's not the future, like that dude could go in and stink and he just gets pulled. And now they go back to Zach Wilson or, or Flacco. So, I mean, like you don't even have a guarantee that he's going to finish the game and they, they need to beat this Bears team. They need to beat them real bad, especially yeah. after losing against well, New England. I mean, what's interesting is Flacco is going to be the backup. Zach's going to be the healthy scratch this week. So this is like a definite. Do you think that if in press or Zach Wilson said, like remember when they, he was asked, did you let your defense down? And he said, no. Do you think that if you just said, yes, we got to do a better job, whatever, just even if you don't believe it, just say it. Do you think that if he said that, he would have had a better chance of starting this week? Like this is a piece of humble pie, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely in the realm of possibilities. He could have, he could have been the starter this week, but uh, it's been bad. Uh, and been horrendous. I, right. And like he's protect the football a little bit. I, I really don't remember his line last week other than he didn't get any passing yards or touchdowns. I remember the turnover part, but I mean, like he's been protecting the Bro. football decent. All you need to know is, so I, I play. I'm in the Scott Fishbowl, and, and hey, made the playoffs. Boom, nice dude. Happy with that. Time. Despite despite my quarterback play, because Oof. Zach Wilson, the few times that have started in this season, I'm pretty sure he's got me negative points every single bloody week. I think he got me negative two points last week. So generally speaking, that's not a good performance for a quarterback. Now that's more punishing the rules, but. Very, 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 very poor. All right, Garrett, we've been chit-chatting enough. Enough of this chit-chat bull crap. Give me your second flex play on the week, brother. Man, I'm going right back to the well here on uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, He continues Mm. to play very well. I think last week people kind of missed out on that game. Maybe they saw he had 15 carries uh, a couple weeks ago, and and he didn't do anything with it, and that was why they didn't want to start him. Maybe they just kind of looked at his fantasy score two weeks ago, saw it was bad. But, uh, you know, last week we got back on track a little bit. Um, he had 16 carries last week. Um, I, I apologize. I think I think last week it was 15 and the week before it was 16. Um, in those two games, he's averaging six yards per carry, guys. That's elite. That's, I think, beyond elite. Um, it's two-game sample size. So 
Um, you know, but it's it's very strong. And he's looked like he's had juice every time he's gotten the ball this season. Um, we highlighted last week about how he fumbled two weeks ago, got the ball. He got the ball again all last week. And I really, really, really obviously love the game script that we're looking at for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Um, you have the Rams starting a backup quarterback. They're on the road. They're going to go. I, the big thing about Pacheco is he could he could go out there, get you eight, ten points because they could blow uh, blow out the Rams and he yeah. just gets pulled. Right yeah. um, now, I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll get a little bit more than that, hopefully. But there is some blowout potential. So I, I don't love his upside, if that makes sense. Like, I guess, premier upside like that super, super ceiling week. But I do like him for a touchdown and, you know, obviously probably 20 carries because like he got 16 and 15 these last two games and they're a little bit more competitive. This one's it's going to be stinky for the the Rams. So I I really trust Pacheco not scared about their defense being the Rams. Start them up, man. (laughs) This game is going to be comical, man. So the over under is 42.5. The Rams implied team total is 13 points. The Chiefs 29. They're expected to absolutely dominate them. I think what's interesting though that is that pacheco hasn't really received a target through the air for like four or five weeks which is kind of shocking in that offense but he's doing a good job to your point he's probably going to get 15 to 20 touches this week in the rush game you're hoping for the touchdown um and we know that he's explosive so if he breaks off he he has the ability to break off a 30 40 yard run get into the end zone 17 point play in, in, in your leagues and just completely melt slates, especially for where you have to play him. Like he's not going to be RB one. You're not, it's not going to be RB two. He's going to probably be your flex play. It's not flex second flex play. So I think this is as locked and loaded as it gets for this player. Um, the chiefs have a lot of ways to score points. And, and that's the only thing that worries me about not just Pacheco, about any of these position players. The only guy who's locked and loaded every single week that we've seen is Travis Kelsey. Right. Everybody else. It sounds like Juju's going to play, which is good. I think that's good for the offense. Mm-hmm. It's going to put them in scoring position. Um, but yeah, you really want Pacheco to get in the end zone because going getting 15 touches, but only getting like 80 yards on the ground and, and not getting any opportunity, not even an opportunity through the air to score points. That's going to be a limit on his total ceiling, like you've noted. But man, if there was ever a week to start Pacheco, it's going to be this week. Yeah, standard leagues. I'm very strong on him compared Ooh, yeah. to these any type of PPR. Um, yeah, he's got absolutely. three targets all year, so he just doesn't get looked at. And obviously, McKinnon's the guy in that regard. And and CEH was part of that run early in the year. Um, CEH, what a weird a clown show. I yeah, we talked about. It. I remember you looked at me like I had three heads. This is before uh, mm-hmm. Cream Hunt didn't get traded, and I traded Tyler Lockett and CEH just for Cream Hunt, and you were like. That's it. And I'm like, dude, I shopped. Like, that was the best I got. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I kind of looked at back that trade. I lost it because, you know, Hunt didn't get traded. But I mean, you still get an injury and win that trade. So, I mean, CEH, that kid already dropped him. So, I mean, like, that's it's just wild. That dude was so good and he, he's gone. So, I got a question for you. This is totally out of left field, but I'm just kind of thinking about with the trade conversations. Yeah. Where would you link, rank Latavius Murray? Now, Mike Boone is eligible to come off IR next week. So mm-hmm. he could potentially be a wrinkle in that backfield, right? But right now, Latavius Murray is the guy in Denver. Where would you rank him rest of the season? All things being equal, 65% opportunity share over Mike Boone. RB2? Low-end RB2 probably? It sounds about right? 
I'm there. Definitely RB2 range. Um, I, I think before seeing Boone's usage, I would keep him in that low-end RB2, right? Because, yeah. like, Denver's – I mean, Jamal Williams has scored more touchdowns than the Denver Broncos. Like, Shocking. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not good. And there's a, there's a chance this dude gets fired, their head coach, and it's his first year. He's already given up play-calling duties. Do you know how bad you have to be in your first year as a head coach to give up play-calling duties? Read the room, dude. Like that dude's in trouble, um, in my opinion. So yeah. I, you know, all that to say the 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 Broncos stink, a timeshare there stinks. But you know, him getting sixty five percent and Boone just kind of working in, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, RB two low end, and pray to God that you don't have to start him. And you know, he'll go off on your bench and you'll be mad. So <laughs> we got some, we got some. Uh... Some very stinky cheese coming out of breathing fantasy football. I've seen that Marlon Mack is going to get some working at the Panthers. He is, but keep in mind, Marlon Mack has struggled to make practice squads all season. So clearly, there's not a lot left in that in that gas tank for for Marlon Mack. But yeah, I mean, he'll probably get a couple opportunities. Um, I wouldn't play Marlon Mack even at mid price. To me, he's just like. If he gets a touchdown, he's going to score you eight points. And yeah, okay, fantastic. It's going to be a great um, points poor cost. But at the the thing people forget about these cheap value players is they still need to score 12, 13, 14 points for you to actually have an opportunity to win in those tournaments. I don't care how cheap those players are. So I'm not a DFS expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I do know that these guys got to play and they Mm got to score. And so Marlon Mack, listen, just saying yeah i'm not okay i agree i agree i agree okay he's not he's not touting him he's just saying it's an option yeah it's worth discussing it's, it's worth in discussing. showdown play oh i mean a yeah. showdown play i mean you're talking about silly for the millie even then uh if he's your mvp like, like you're throwing in you're throwing in a flex or something like that you know yeah. like I can, I can get on more with that because sometimes that creates some some uh some salary savings you know and especially mm-hmm. obviously playing him in the mvp and like a millie maker or something like that but um, yeah, I, even in a shutdown though, I, I don't think I could put them in a cash lineup or a single entry lineup for sure. Okay. Okay. We've talked way too much about Marlon Mack already. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's All true. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So this player that I'm going to talk about, he should be a locked and loaded starter every single week, but is he's been an up and down enough throughout the season that it's worth discussing. And listen, I'm just going to cop out right now. I got a few other players, but I, I want to talk about one of my favorite players in the NFL. And his name is Terry McLaurin. He plays for the Washington Commanders. Not sure if you've heard of him, Garrett. He's starting to come back on the fantasy football radar. A couple things that actually shocked me personally. So first off, um, I think the number one of the most shocking stats of the week that I saw is that Washington is actually number two in the league in terms of snaps per game. Now, I'm not diving into the quality of the snaps, but they're number two. At 67, which means they're going to want to run the ball. And Atlanta's kind of middling, okay? But Terry McLaurin, as a whole, he's number two in the league, Garrett, in terms of route runs per game at 34 per game. He's number six in air yards on the season, 1,072, around 97 per game. Now, the problem is he's also number three in unrealized air yards with 544, which basically means that half of his air yards are just going into the dirt so that doesn't help that's obviously a testament of taylor Heineke not being very good but atlanta is also giving up 41 ppr points per week to the wide receiver position which is number two in the league okay to the outside wide receiver which is where terry mclaurin plays close to 86 percent of the time they're giving up also number two with 25.6 points terry mclaurin is going to put up points this week 
locked and loaded. I actually, again, from a skill position perspective, I kind of like this game, this Washington-Atlanta game. It's got a 40-point over-under. I would lean the over on this game. Now, of course, what could possibly go wrong with these two call somewhat anemic offenses, but I like Terry McLaurin a lot this week. What do you think? Is it, is it, is it too much of a cop-out? Is it like is it too obvious that Terry McLaurin's a player this week, Garrett? I don't think so. I mean, McLaurin's been a guy that like you drafted and like I don't really think you've played him. You know, it's just been it's been hard. Like you could throw him in looking at, you know, and especially in the PPR, right? He's been flex worthy. 13, 12, yep. 17, three points here in, in week four, 12, seven points. And you know what I'm saying? So he's gonna get you double digits. Mm-hmm. A, I think a lot of people maybe, maybe kind of got off the train or reconsidered it because in Houston, you know, he, he only scored nine points. Um yeah. That's rough. You, you thought that was going to be a little bit better, probably, but I, I know Geek has said it till his face is blue. Uh, they don't, you don't have to throw the ball against Houston to beat them. Um, they're yeah. just bad. And so people don't do it. They just run on them. And, uh, you know, he had a great week against Philly, a, against a very good defense at Philly. Um, I, I think, I think it's worth mentioning for sure. Uh, uh, he's a guy that, you know, if you've got like Jamar Chase, if he starts, right. And then you, on top of that, have somebody like, um, you know, St. Brown, who already played, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. mind putting in Terry McLaurin as my flex in that situation. Or, you know, obviously Chase, if he plays, I'm playing, but like, you know, if, if they report he's going to be limited and snap count, things like that, I am going to put Terry McLaurin in over Chase. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a good, where we're, I'm at, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people are, are there with that, uh, kind of thought with McLaurin, what, you know, they're going to start him, but they're not in love with him. I'm in love with him a little bit this week. I think he's got a touchdown in him for sure. Yeah, I mean, so according to our projections over at DFSArmor.com, my favorite tool is the matchup tool, but I'm looking at his DK points, 14.4 implied points for Terry McLaurin. So I suggest he's probably going to get in the end zone. He's, I would say, minimum six, seven receptions. Like, I, this is going to be a good game. And we, we know that he seems to have better chemistry with Taylor Haneke than he did with Mr. Wentz. So, um, it's, and it sounds like Washington is going to stick with, with Haneke through the rest of the season, right? Even if Wentz is able to come back, like they're going to stick with Haneke. That's correct. That's so that's interesting. Well. That's very interesting. And that's, that's good. That's good for, for, for the skill position players. And <laughs> breathing fantasy football, man. I, I, I haven't seen you on here before, but you got to come more often. You're, you're cracking me up in the chat here, but we appreciate it. Um, all right, brother, give me, give me one more. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to tell you. We were talking about more guys that kind of disappointed and, 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 you know, maybe are starting to come around. And this is another guy, and that's Traylon Burks. Mm. Might be a week early. I won't lie to you. Now, or a week late. Or a week late. Now, I would argue last week was kind of tough, right? To, to get 19 points out of him in a full PPR, which he got. You know, he had a 50% snap share, hit 56% the week prior when he came off of injury. So he actually regressed in snap count. Now, What's kind of the wild card there, in my opinion, it's the Thursday night game from that first week back to his second game. So it was a short week. They played at Green Bay. I think they wanted to limit him in that Thursday night game. Now, I say all that because this week they've had the Tennessee Titans have had the mini bye week, right? And that comes after that Thursday night. So to me, it makes sense for Burks to see more snaps after getting extra rest. Um, this offense and really, frankly, Ryan Tannehill are both seeing the need for 
any type of good wide receiver, elite wide receiver at, at that. And Burks is clearly the best option on this roster um, to even come close to sniffing, uh, you know, elite wide receiver status this year. And I don't, I'm yeah. not he's saying he's going to be elite this year, but you know, Burks was supposed to be the AJ, AJ Brown replacement and week 12 to me is going to be an opportunity for him to show the NFL community, the fancy community that he is worth the hype that really got him drafted as the replacement of AJ Brown. Um, but I'm definitely starting him. Um, I know, let me see if I can pull up my other fancy team where I actually kind of had a start and sit decision myself. Let's see. I'm playing him over DJ Moore and Brandon cooks. That's and, right. Um, so I, I actually have an exact same decision in, in yeah, the league. And I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Both uh, those guys. You can't play DJ Moore right now. You just, you just cannot. He's it means Sam Darnold's. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad in Carolina right now, man. It's just it, you can't start any Carolina Panthers right now I, with any sort of confidence, anyways. And Brandon Cooks, man, listen, I I wouldn't say if you look at him playing, I don't. I wouldn't say he's lost a step. He just doesn't give a shit this season. You know, it, like, it's a give a shit factor, and, and that goes a long way in the NFL, where he's you know he he's taken. I wouldn't say I don't know. I I don't want to disparage Brandon Cooks. I think he's a really good player. But too. he's so unhappy in Houston right now, and it, it's it's showing. He's just not a reliable fantasy option either. Um, are you ready to make some make your money today on the show, Garrett? I'm a degenerate, so anytime I can make money, man, let me know. Well, this is how you, you know. This is how you're gonna earn your earn your money this okay. week. Are Let's you playing start. Rashad White or T Higgins in your flex? It's uh, to me. There's an obvious one here. Not obvious, but. I cannot sit T Higgins right now. I cannot. I won't sit T Higgins. I'm starting him no matter what. Jamar Chase, I think if he does play, it's a hip injury. That is going to impact his lateral movement. I don't know if any of you guys have had hip injuries before, but it's it's not fun. It's painful. I, I, I'm i leaning T Higgins, man. He had a 35% target share last week. He's just an absolute dog out there. He's looking good. I, I can't sit T Higgins. Now, now, my question to you, Chris, or Cruz, excuse me, Cruz, is – what are your other options? Because, I mean, who are you starting at wide receiver? Who are you starting running back right now? You must have a pretty stacked team if T. Higgins is a flex conversation player. Like, that's that's pretty sick, dude. Yeah. Do you agree with that one? Rashad White over Higgins? Or Higgins over Rashad White? I have, I have in my little pea brain, a little resistance to automatically. Like, obviously, if, if, San, or if Chase is out, I mean, no, you're starting yeah. Higgins. Um, okay. I think in a full PPR, you're starting Higgins, no-brainer. I think half PPR is when it's like, okay, well, maybe you can start considering not over white. I think the optimal choice is going to be Higgins, personally. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Cruz, I'm Cruz, if you're still on, if you're still listening, which hopefully you are because we're answering your question, let us know in the chat who you're uh, who you're starting over these players, because I mean T is locked and loaded to me. Even if Jamar's in this week, you're playing T and Rashad White. Man, there's not a lot of running backs left on the slate that I'm that I'm gonna start over Rashad White. So this is where and this is kind of where the full PPR argument really gets tough for me. And Rashad White's gonna be. I mean, based on our projections, it's 17 points in full PPR. Um, that's that's. A medium projection so obviously you know it could go up or down from there but you know i, I me saying it's a medium projection I, the odds or the, the upside is interesting to me now let me see where higgins is at 
Yeah, you know, well, Higgins so yeah. underneath that uh, at 16 points. So, I mean, our projections are saying that White's the play. Um, I would say that White's the play if you're one to take on more risk. That would be the way I would finish this kind of debate. Higgins is a safer play. We got our boy Brandon D. Adam kicking it up. He's been sick all week. He he couldn't talk for a little while, so I wanted to have him on the show just to uh, embarrass him a little bit. But glad you glad you. Okay, he's starting T. Okay, oh, good lord, he's got CD and Hill at wide receiver and Etienne and Pollard at running back. So, would you would you consider starting Rashad White over Travis Etienne? I would have started him on Pollard, even on a, you know, even on that. The short week, I would. I would well, start. no, well, I mean, Pollard's already played, right? Right, Obviously. I agree. I just, I would have backed out and I would have played him over Pollard. So yeah, I, I don't too. think I'd play him over ETN just to kind of final mm-hmm. answer on, on you. Um, this is getting but, too cute, you think? I think it's not, you know, it's, it's, we've just seen a lot of duds out of the Broncos. I'm sorry, not the Broncos, the Bucks. Um, yeah. And we've seen that some duds against the Jags. But one thing is certain is Etienne's getting usage. He's getting a ton of it, and the you wish he's getting more passes, and that's the that's yeah. the downside of Etienne lately. Um, I guess I, I guess really the way to simplify it is if we think Rashad White is what or what Travis Etienne is. Yes, we're I projecting Rashad White to be what Travis Etienne is. So yes. Etienne is a much safer place. So you're right. That's the right process. I mean, sometimes we get enamored with these with these players, especially guys like Rashad White, who we've been high, especially for dynasty players, we've been high on all season. I mean, like in a lot of my dynasty leagues, I chose Rashad White over Damian Pierce, and that's looking like it's hurting right now. Mm-hmm. At the time it felt like the right decision, but uh, yeah, okay. This we spent a lot of time on this question, but I think I'm going to go with T Higgins. Over Rashad White, our tools in in full PPR are projecting one more point for Rashad White. I just trust T Higgins because he's done it, right? I mean, we're projecting with Rashad White with T Higgins, he's done it. If Jamar Chase is expected to be limited or if he's out, then it's it's, it's locked and loaded T. But honestly, it's a coin flip. You can you're I'm okay with both, but I I, I still lean Higgins. Yeah. I'm okay with the risk you're willing to take it, but I, yeah. I am going to go Higgins just out of that's not a narrative. That's a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I think it's on me. Yeah. My third flex play. I think so. We had Burks as our last touchdown okay. player from us. So we're running, we're running short on time here. So I'm going to just talk about Paris Campbell going up against Pittsburgh on Monday night. Yeah, I know it's not a sexy, sexy matchup, but listen, my original flex play was Antonio Gibson, but Garrett said, listen, Shane, you got to talk about somebody other than that, a player not in that freaking game. So I like Antonio Gibson this week. Let it be said, but my flex play officially is Paris Campbell. So when we're, when we're talking enough to see how we do this next week, it's going to be Paris Campbell. He's a different player with Matt Ryan. He's simply Agreed. a different player. And we saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, he put up 20 points. He finished as a wide receiver 11 against Las Vegas. Las Vegas sucks. So good for that. Um, even last week, going up against uh, Philly, he finished as a wide receiver three with 11 point PPR points. So he's got a, a pretty safe floor. And Pittsburgh is eighth worst against the slot, which is where we know Paris Campbell likes to hail. So um, one, I love the Monday Night Hammer. It's one of my favorite things. I love being the team with the players in the Monday Night game. And even though it's a low over-under game, he's become pretty reliable. He's become very, very trusted. 
especially in full PPR leagues, he's going to get you a very, very safe floor of 11 to 12 points. He's got that massive upside. We're finally starting to see who we thought Paris Campbell could be with just a healthy season, Garrett. So I love Paris Campbell this week, man. I'm playing him wherever I can. Now, again, starts at decisions. Paris Campbell's pr- probably pretty low on your depth chart, which is a great thing to have. But I like Paris Campbell this week, man. What do you think? I do too. Uh, I don't blame you a bit for for feeling that way. Um, Paris Campbell was on Fandle. He was in my high stakes single entry lineup. Um, that's kind of how I felt about him against Philly, Pittsburgh's lesser team, um, both yeah. secondary and on defense as a whole, and totally so on offense. So uh, he's definitely in play. I'm not forcing him in um, any season long things. Uh, you know. Obviously, I'll be interested in him on DFS again because I, I don't think he really did enough to, to move his price too much. But uh, it's it's definitely worth highlighting him, um, and it's a uh, it's a guy you can find. He's he's only um, on fifty nine percent of rosters in sleeper, so it's a guy you can find in, in some deeper leagues uh, potentially as well. Yeah, and what's interesting is that he's got a pretty similar target share to Michael Pittman last week, he had a 19% Michael Pittman had a 21%. So Pittman early on in the season, he was the de facto dog in that offense, but with Paris Campbell taking a step up, I mean, really it's, I, I like Paris Campbell over Alec Pierce yes. um, this week, especially in, in PPR type leagues. Alec Pierce was looking good, but he was looking good. Not with Matt Ryan. So with Matt Ryan back in the, in the fold is Paris Campbell. It's, Michael Pittman and it's Jonathan Taylor, and and that's pretty much it in, it in this offense. So, yeah, Paris Campbell, say Shirley. Okay, brother, we're running short on time here, so give me some of your quick deeper flex plays or just guys you want to talk quickly. Just note saying you'd like to ratchet up this week. Yeah, I, I you know this week it's tough in the really deep depths of uh, these these rankings um, because. It was tough for me to, I mean, we talked about it. It was tough for me to really point and be like, hey, you know, this is a deep guy that I'm even interested in. Nevertheless, trust. So I definitely don't trust any of the, of, uh, the player. I say one player I'm going to mention, but I'm going to bring up James Robinson for the Jets. Okay. I mean, it's one of those deals where the Bears are either going to have Justin Fields or and be stupid about it, in my opinion, or they're, yeah. you know, or they're not going to play him and be smart about it. So even if they're stupid about it, he's not going to be who he was. And, you know, let's think about Kyler Murray. Let's think about some of these running quarterbacks who get hurt. They don't run right as much, especially in the shoulder. Like you got to take like shoulder is one of the, the biggest places you're going to take a hit as a runner. So all that to say, I don't think the bears will be able to keep up with this defense, the jets defense. Mm-hmm. I think the jets defense rolls. That's my top play. Um, before fields has been ruled out. I've, I've grabbed them in every single DFS. I'm, I'm sorry season long league that I could um, without, you know, burning a waiver priority, anything like that, but grabbed him up. I, I think this defense is going to do good. I think that translates potentially to James Robinson doing good. He's been involved since suiting up, but there's no real way to know how much the jets are actually going to utilize him, but he's got some usage enough to, to warrant, you know, if you're down to a 12 team double flex league, something like that, and he's your last man in, like you could have better or worse options. I should say, but the Jets are just facing a really bad Bears team, and I just have a lot of confidence in the Jets' defense. Obviously, the new quarterback, new life breathed into this offense potentially. James Robinson, he's a dog, and he, he can get people fired up, and they need to be fired up right now. They need to rally around something because they're doing good, but 
the Jets being doing good, but you know, they want to, they want to win and, you know, losing to the Patriots twice that, that hurt a lot. Um, so James Robinson, hold your nose. Think about it. Yeah, man. And listen, when you close your eyes and you try to picture how this game is going to go, if, if you like the idea that one, they're probably going to lean on the run a little bit more because Mike White, this is the first game of the season. I, I like Mike White. I think he's actually a very respectable backup quarterback. So he's, he's, he, he, yeah. he can, yeah, he's a backup quarterback, but he knows how to manage an offense. But yes. the way that you support these guys is in a run game. And especially, I mean, right now there's an implied total that the Jets are going to be up by six. They're, they're the six point favorites in this game, which means they're going to lean on their, their running running back. Michael Carter, love him, but he's more of the pass catching player. Yep. James Robinson, I could see him getting in the end zone this week, assuming, assuming that the Jets can actually move the ball, which they trust Mike White can do that. Chicago is – what they're good at is defense. They're actually reasonable defense, but against the run, they sucked. They're 27th ranked. It's a lot of green going up against for the Jets running backs. I like that man, James Robinson. I like him as a deep flex play. Um, some of my deep, deep flex plays um, – It look, I, Marquise Brown, if you have him – I looked at this. I, I, it's kind of it's kind of risky, but if – this is the Rick week, though. It's just gross down here. Yeah. Like, I looked at it's, this. It's kind of Ooh. nasty, but yeah, but but uh, Hollywood Brown, I think you want to start him. Um, even uh, Dorch the Torch Man, the human Dorch, yeah. as he's being called nowadays. Um, he's been de- dealing with the thumb issue. He hasn't practiced all week, but it's a thumb. So if he's going to be, if he's able to go, I like the fact that they trust that he's going to be able to secure the ball. Yeah. It has nothing to do with his lower body, which means he's, he's wiggly. We know this. And when Rondell Moore is out, Greg Dorch was a viable flex play in fantasy football. So Greg Dorch, I like this week. Um, some deeper flex plays. Matt Collins going up against Seattle. I, I don't love it. It seems very, very risky. But last week he did receive nine targets. And listen, like it's, it's him and it's Devontae Adams and it's Josh Jacobs. Again, consolidated target share, which we like. If you're flexing or if you're um, streaming uh, tight end this week, Gerald Everett going up against Cardinals has a very good matchup. It's a number 30 matchup. He was a late scratch last week, which kind of sucked. But Gerald Everett, if he's available out there and you're desperate at tight end, I think he's a very viable streaming option. So that's it, man. That's it for the week. For the week. We only have two more episodes left for these flex plays, man. It's it's crazy. The season has flown by. Hey, Garrett, are you in the dynasty, man? You know, I don't have a dynasty team. Uh, I thought about trying. It's. I feel like listen, uh, listen. So no one's approached me with a with a good league opportunity, and then right. I've also I don't have the the bandwidth. I've run, I run two leagues right now, so I mean I don't have the bandwidth to take that on this year. I'm interested. Keep, me, right. keep me informed if you hear okay. something. Just saying, come uh, come December for me, like as we're in playoff season, that's that's really where my brain starts to shift to the sure. dynasty game, where I, I like to start researching these rookies. Um, during the season, is just there's so much going on; it's, it's hard to really pay attention to the college game. But we're gonna start digging into this dynasty game. So as we enter the end of the regular season for our fantasy football leagues, we're gonna start transitioning to dynasty season, and uh, maybe we're gonna have to uh, get Garrett involved in, uh, in a league or two. But there we go. All right, I'm that's it, brother. It. That's it, brother. So thank you so much again for jumping on the show. Fantastic job as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for, to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Go check us out on Twitter at DFS Army, at the Flex Network One. If you want to chat with me, at Garrett Thomas. Three T's in the middle. Very complicated. One R, one R, three T's. Yeah. Like it's, uh, I made sure to make you guys work. So 
and where all the magic happens, DFSArmy.com. So thank you so much for joining in. For Garrett, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good week. Good luck. Yes. In week 12. I almost messed that one up, brother. Peace. Sheesh. Every time. Knowing that. Got me, got me, got me.